You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums. You must hear before you die. episode we'll be talking about steely dan pretzel logic in the room i have a salon with a gun ben <laughs> i'm just laughing at salon and john <laughs> i wish i had a gun <laughs> pretzel logic is the third studio album by the american rock band steely dan released on february 20th 1974 on abc records the producer was gary katz and the genre is jazz rock and pop rock and from all music review stephen thomas Irwine. countdown to ecstasy wasn't half the hit that can't buy a thrill was the Steely Dan responded by trimming the lengthy instrumental jams that were scattered across Countdown and concentrated on concise songs for Pretzel Logic. While the shorter songs usually indicated a tendency towards pop conventions, that's not the case with Pretzel Logic. Instead of relying on the easy hooks, Walter Becker and Don Fagan assembled their most complex and cynical set of songs to date. Dense with harmonics, counter melodies, and Phrasing, Pritzologic is vibrant with unpredictable music juxtapositions and snide, but very funny wordplay. Listen to how the album's hit single, Ricky Don't Lose That Number, opens with a syncopated piano line that evolves into a graceful pop melody, or how the title track winds from blues to a jazzy chorus. Becker and Fagan craft has become seamless while remaining idiosyncratic and thrilling thrillingly accessible. Since the songs are now paramount, it seems sense that Pretzel Logic is less of a band-oriented album than Countdown to Ecstasy, yet it is the richest album in their catalog, one where the backhanded Dylan tribute Barry Town can sit comfortably next to the gorgeous any major dude will tell you. Steely Dan made more accomplished albums than Pretzel Logic but they never made a better one. All right, what do we think of Steely Dan Pretzel Logic? That review's wrong. <laughs> oh I will I will say any major dude will tell you is one of my favorite song titles. Yeah, so great. I'm I'm going to keep that one in my pocket. Okay. Just just be able to like, well, any, any, major, any dude major dude will tell yeah. you. Any major dude will tell you. That Flamin' Hot Doritos are the superior flavor. <laughs> I just Things like, major dudes will tell you. Yeah. This is like the least offensive like rock 
band I've ever heard. Like, this is, like, so... It's, like, I kind of want to get into rock music. Have I got the band for you? Let's try. Like, it's, like, I wrote completely approachable because it's, yeah. like, you know, you it's, it's like, not... Ca- I, I feel like this was, like, not offensive. Like, there's a couple things where I kind of, like, raised my eyebrow, like, okay, that's, like, not an okay thing to say, but... For me, the problem with this album was it would be great instrumentally, like like the in, like because and I looked it up. It's because they do this thing where they record each instrument individually, yeah, yeah. Uh, which explains why that sounds awesome. But the second they start fucking singing, I'm like, Shh, <laughs> stop, because I, I don't know what it is. The music like just dies. I'm like, dude, stop, like concentrate. I wrote something similar where I was like, this is one of the most like technically proficient. The production is spot on and everything is like right there. But at the same time, the like emotion and soul of any song, it just like lose, loses yeah. me and I'm just like dead. Uh, on the um, beach, this no. is not. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I liked Night by Night, but the rest I of it. I did like Night I'm by like, Night. I'm yeah. like, stop. Except, okay, uh, I keep bringing up uh, With a Gun, but With a Gun, like I was listening to that at work today and I was like losing my <laughs> shit, like laughing so hard because it's like, don't you come to town, better tell me if you got it with a gun. <laughs> like, like, he'd like, all the shit he does with a gun, I'm like, dude, s- s- stop. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like one of the dumbest like, country so songs. It was my highlight of the album. It really? was my good. favorite song. Well, wow. Yeah. Not because... Well, to, to be fair, the highlight of this album for me does not necessarily mean that I like the song with a gun. I liked it. I'm, More than I liked any of these other ones. I recognize how competent steely dan is at playing instruments and how and how immaculately this was recorded i am not their audience steely dan is not for me yeah this any major dude will tell you any major dude will tell you (laughs) that this album is not for me no it doesn't make me barf on command but uh it this album's like i don't know it's fine at best yeah i it's emotionless jazz I, I tend to disagree, though. I think I don't all, mind Fagan's voice. I think all of it is just kind of like this soft... It's a soft rock I just can't get into. Ugh. It's just like this... I'm And I'm not a real big fan of the like ironic yacht rock mm. that people are so into, and this just doesn't appeal to me. But it's so... The crazy thing is, like I, I'm like, oh, my God. The production, the quality, like it's as a reco- recording quality, the playing, like everything is like spot on, mm-hmm. and I get why people enjoy it because yeah. if you're into like the perfectionist sort of like style of rock and roll, and you want the pop sensibility in a little bit of like jazz infused with rock or whatever, yeah. it's like this is this is perfect for that. But that is not what I want, and the reason I wanted to write the re- or read the review is because it basically says it doesn't stray anywhere from c- pop conventions. Like it doesn't go far enough for me to to really appreciate it being like, oh wow, they actually like took a risk here or there. It still it still falls within that like pop spectrum. They took so few risks that they actually demoted Steely Dan's drummer to only yeah. doing background vocals and hired uh, Studio Guns uh, Jim Gordon and oh, Jeff wow. per- uh, Porcaro uh, to, to play drums on the album. Uh, Jim Gordon, uh, you know, later on killed his mom. 
But that's oh. a, that's for a different story. <laughs> with a hammer. Oh, with a hammer. Oh, oh wow. my god. Okay. Uh, he Whoa. is he's played on all. Uh, you know, Hal Blaine is on every recording. A se- second most recordings. Probably Jim Gordon's probably been on the second most albums that we have covered in this podcast to Hal Blaine. And not the first murderer we've covered. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had we've, the killer. We've had Phil Spector. We've <laughs> had we've had yeah. the killer. <laughs> I mean, he, we don't know who he killed, but he probably killed a couple. Did we people. ever cover yeah. uh, Matthew Broderick? Not yet. <laughs> His album wasn't. Oh, that, no, no, he's a manslaughterer. He's not yeah, a murderer. Yeah, he, different. He's, uh, he killed. He will. He killed, and he could conceivably okay, so, kill again. So. Yeah, Ma- Matthew Broderick uh, uh, hit a guy with his car. Jim Gordon killed his mom with a hammer. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> uh, a different, different level. Yeah. Altogether, yeah. Any major dude with half a heart surely will tell you, my friend. Any major dude with half a heart surely will tell you, my introduction to Steely Dan uh, was actually when I was in college taking uh, uh, history of rock and roll courses part of the lecture one day when we were in this era was Ricky don't lose that number and up until then that class had opened my eyes (laughs) starting in rockabilly uh, I was like, oh, like Dale Hawkins, oh Johnny Burnett, like, oh man, like, th- like I can see like where like the stuff I like is coming from, and then like going in through like through like the f- the the '60s, and then like going even through like the early '70s, like getting into glam rock. I was like, oh, like I knew David Bowie was cool, but like, oh Slade, like, oh, like Martha Hoople. This is like, uh, like th- anything is possible. Music is wonderful. Everything's great. And then, and then we got to, I showed up in class one day and he, and during uh, the first part of the lecture, the musical uh, cue that he played was Ricky, don't lose that number. And I had like a gag reflex to it. I was like, oh no, no, everything's wrong. We we got a good thing going and now it's shit. Oh, rock is dead. Oh my God. And that was like my 19 year old reaction to it, which has mellowed out over time, but yet still, the remnants of that reaction reside when I listen to Steely Dan. This is what's wrong. What, what is it though? Like, if if we dig real deep, like, is it just that we do, we're all kind of peers it's here? It's anti-rock. I feel like the goof that they're doing is okay. not a funny goof, and okay. they think it's fucking hilarious. Music, yes, music, yes, yes, holy shit, oh my god, that's what it is, because I was like, what the fuck is it I don't like about these lyrics, and like, because like, Berrytown is like, they do it differently than you do, you don't like their hair, because they're from Berrytown, it's like, but, unlike 10cc, which is like, funny, right, they're like, it's like, up mine, up yours, we're the worst band in the world, like, yeah, this is like, but we're working on it, but, we're working, <laughs> but they're working on it, uh, but this is like, like, 
what are you, Mormon? It's like, like, no offense. No like offense, the, listeners, like, if you're Mormon. This is like the dad joke of bands. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Holy shit. You're it so totally right. Is. Oh, my God. More like Steely Dad. <laughs> dad company, Steely Dad. Dad company, Steely Dad. Uh, dad finger. <laughs> musically, I get it. I get the musical technical prowess that is required to make this sound. But you know me, I I I want lightning in a bottle on a beach. Like I I want, I would rather have rough around the edges freedom of expression. Yeah. Than, fucking toothless bullshit. I'm yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. This is toothless bullshit. Yeah. I want yeah. I want the stones in a basement doing yes. drugs. And yes. Like getting wild. Let's get weird and see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, these two dudes, I looked at like pictures of them and they look like my father-in-law. Well, and my father-in-law and I, is a chemist. That's a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's better I, than a dentist. I'm, but so, like... I'm so sorry. Oh, no, den- den- dentist like Clapton. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry, Scott, if you're listening to this. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> you know, Walter Becker absolutely looks like a chemist. Yeah. And uh, that's the funny thing is like we don't, we don't have that sort of preconceived notion that a lot of people do because they're they are like they are very pretentious and, and big kind of jerks in the studio because they're they're very particular about every little detailed and how every like uh, syllable is per- pronounced on each lyric and things like that. So we're not even thinking about that stuff. We're strictly taking this from. The music that's been produced and and just having this reaction, which maybe it comes across that way because they do produce the music in this like pretentious like way that is just hiring guns and then just saying, okay, you you play this, you play this. It's not like band members. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the sort of Frank Zappa way of like getting in cool people you like or something like that. It's the least rock and roll thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine these guys setting any type of mood whatsoever in the studio. You know, they're just there to do their particular run of notes. I think it says a lot about them. They're not snakes, nor are they a revolution. No. No. I think it says a lot about them. You break things and they tell you to stop. (laughs) Yeah. It's, hey, that was expensive. That's from Kohl's. Uh, I think it says uh, a lot about this band, and you know a lot about them when you find out that after, I think, I don't know if it was like after this album, but I know around this time in 74, they stopped playing live for a long time, and they only became a studio band. That's this album. That's this album. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that you, that says a lot about Steely Dan as the band, is we didn't tour for a while. Like, Like, Kate Bush doesn't tour, but, you know, I think that's a completely different circumstance. Whereas these guys, I just kind of get the, like, you know, and don't get me wrong, like, I don't like live albums. So I, I, I find they them distracting. They pulled the Beatles. Beatles. Yep, I was going to bring that up. They yeah. pulled the Beatles and they said, well, we're tired of touring. Like, why do we need to play all these songs live? Our last album didn't sell that well. Like, let's just go for the studio, what I would call now studio magic of, like, recording, re-recording, and, and getting everything, like, to perfection. You which know, it does sound like perfection on this album. Beatles stopped touring in part because the fans were screaming so loud and amplifier te- technology was so early 
that they while they were on stage they they couldn't hear what they were doing uh, they they felt like they weren't progressing as a band because they had so many fans screaming so Steely Dan what's your reasoning oh they suck Steely Dania they suck uh, why can't I just say that like they they're assholes. well they, the thing is though they don't suck in the traditional sense of the word they they're very competent. Musicians. No, 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 I don't. They just I, suck as you know. I mean, artists, they suck as, as artists. Yeah. yeah, like give the yeah. people just, what they want. We just listened to Parker's band, and on that one, I wrote, "It's light rock, pop, jazz. It's the worst thing to me, though. It strays away from the attitude of rock and roll, the cool, mellow, true experimentation of jazz. It removes the candy catching earworms of like the sweetness of melodic pop. It it can. It's just not like." It's not subversive in any way, and their their wit is not like a raise like it, it falls flat with me. They're no Randy Newman. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just all those. Uh, it's interesting. It's like by blending all these different things, it tastes like that bad drink that you have when you're trying to empty out your bar, where you have like I got a little bit of this and I got a little bit of this, and all those things by themselves would have been fine, but when you pour it into a glass, it's like oh, it's. <laughs> I did kind of like through with Buzz. I like it. Uh, uh, it's oh my catchy, god! It's catchy and it's short, but I liked it even better when I thought that they were saying through with Bugs. <laughs> I love through with Buzz because what a fucking sick diss track for real. Like I was just listening to it and like all the shit that this dude's done to him. It's like, it's like for the, okay. So for you the, know the fir- song's about Buzz Aldrin. Shut up! It is not. Um, he went to no more the moon, moon for you, dickbag. Um, it's like the fir- for the first time this year I heard for the actual song "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch," which I like was like, what the hell is with this song? by Thurl Ravenscroft? I I just didn't realize you're a mean one Mr. Grinch was actually like a mean song in and of itself and through with Buzz like gets kind of biting like like Mr. Grinch it's like yeah he took your girl but dude now you're just like nitpicking like like but it's such a and then like Charlie Freak that's another diss track like and then he thinks about stealing Charlie Freak's ring and then at the end he's like well he's dead not put it back on his body because it was the right thing to do and it sounds like it sounds like he maybe knew this hippie guy somewhere and then like didn't like him and then the hippie guy died and I'm like is this the only hippie guy you know is this guy you're calling Charlie Freak and you were gonna rob his body <laughs> you're gonna rob his body Jesus Christ yeah I wrote for Pretzel Logic damn Donald <laughs> I, uh, I wrote for the Pretzel Logic title track uh, literally lazy overall just lazy uh, this did hit like this was like their best selling album pretty much it charted number 8 Billboard 200 became a third gold certified album after the disappointing countdown to ecstasy and of course Ricky Don't Lose That Number is the biggest <laughs> pop hit of their career peaked at number 4 on the Billboard why couldn't Hot it be 100. with a gun <laughs> cause uh, that's too edgy this one's platinum <laughs> for that's, sure it's crazy well excuse me. 
you know, you make something toothless and <laughs> yeah. people find nothing to complain about. <laughs> That's right. Don't need teeth to eat that beef. Yep. Nope. Uh, like, oh, we... good soup. <laughs> do we need to go around the room? How do we all... Yeah, Neutral. How do you feel? Neutral. Okay. Like, I mean, like I said, they're they're clearly they're clearly talented musicians and it sounds great. And like I said, I mean, they do some really cool stuff with like guitar and saxophone. Uh, and you know who else did that is like fucking Chet Atkins. OK, so why don't you take a lesson from him and stop fucking singing? Because I don't know what it is when they start singing. <laughs> it just goes downhill. <laughs> Man, neutral at best from me. I. I I feel bad giving it less than a neutral, simply because I, I, I recognize the craftsmanship and the effort that went into creating an album like this. But I think it, this just brings nothing to the table mm. for me. This isn't, it's not challenging me. It's not inspiring me. It's not making me angry. It's not making me happy. This is elevator shit, mm. and I spit it out of my mouth. Peh. You hear it at the pharmacy. Peh. This is <laughs> this is fucking the art they hang up at a fucking bank. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Negative. There you fucking go. Fucking negative. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Steely Dan yeah. and the horse they fucked in on. That's crazy, too, because did, you, you were in on the last two albums, right? Well, the last two albums were pleasant surprises for me. Okay. I was Well, this is this 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 era Steely Dan... Like I told you, I told you my or, my Steely Dan origin yeah. story, where, where I just wanted to barf. Uh, the, the, I was expecting that for the first two albums, and the first two albums had enough going on as ballast to teeter me away from that. Because you know, I, I I respect the musicianship and I respect the craftsmanship. The other two albums at least had some weirdness or or something that I could be like. Okay, okay, Steely Dan, you win this round, Steely Dan. <laughs> but no, and also, you know, docked points for demoting their drummer. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> At least kick them out of the band. Don't be like, oh, you're still in the band, but you can't play drums anymore. <laughs> you can sing backup, and we won't credit you. <laughs> yeah, I. It's hard for me to give it a negative because I usually feel that that means I have to like actively dislike the the albums and the songs. But it's so, this is so Charmin-ass soft shit. <laughs> like, it's just. <sighs> it's not even Charmin, it's Costco. It's, yeah, well, I mean, I That's don't know. That's at least got some grit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. That'll make, that'll make you feel something. <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's neutral minus to close to negative. Yeah. Those first Steely Dans, again, not necessarily liking them, but there was. I just feel like this album completely <laughs> lacks. It lacks any fucking feeling. Like, there's nothing in here about their youth. There's nothing in here that makes it feel personal. I think that's part of it. Is like uh, some of the earlier Steely Dan like got away with being okay because it was slightly personal, maybe to them. This just feels like completely fucking empty. Yeah. <laughs> Except for with the gun. Except with for the gun. Right now, so which awesome. I'm absolutely bopping to. Had the whole album just been with a gun 11 times, it would have gotten a better review from it. <laughs> gun is such a with stupid song, and I love the fuck out of it. I want to do with a gun at karaoke. Pew, pew, pew. With the gun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the first album I went, I was like positive on Dirty Work. I was like, damn, I love that track. That's a really great. That's a banger. Like, yeah, there's some like real pop gems on that, and obviously reeling in the years. 
I was like so on board, and then the second one came, and I was like, ah, I just don't really identify with this. Wait, and this is just is go- it reeling in the years? Isn't that yes? No, reeling in the years is is uh, the first. You're thinking of roundabout. Albums. Maybe I'm thinking of or close to the edge. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then this album came on, and I was just like, this is like this is personally, this is just music I don't care about. I just don't find anything interesting with. It's not this progressive. It doesn't have this like like out there jazz or cool jazz element it's not like this rockin' ruckus yeah it just feels like this it it feels like someone tried to compose these songs in like a computer and be like what would how could we make these things happen and i i agree it's like very talented i i would say steely dan is one of the bands that for me is like i like probably respect the most but at the same time hate the most it's it's like a weird it's an interesting uh idea to hold in your head to to say well i really hate i don't like this band at all but the at the same time damn they're like really great they're they're amazing uh musicians and composers and creative and but at the same time just not for me it's a negative I think the best thing that could happen to Steely Dan at this era is Rusty Kershaw just to show up uninvited at the studio and just start breaking shit and feeding them honey slides. I would have loved to hear the sound that (laughs) Give me some swamp Steely Dan. Stabs a note to a studio door that just says, don't. All right, next time we'll be talking about Randy Newman. Good yeah. old boys. Yeah. Oh, right, thanks, y'all. Oh, I got that one. Oh. I to find the time. Yes, I do. Because he looks so fine up on that hill. They tell me he was lonely. He's lonely still.